As hilarious as that music may sound, it is not how I want to kick off my podcast. Welcome to the Michael Aldred Comedy Podcast. It's going to be so much fun where he makes humor of himself and the many things in New York City. Oh, and by the way, this is not the voice of Bruno. Ladies and gentlemen, I am so flabbergasted. I appreciate your loyalty. I appreciate thine loyalty. For the new listeners that may or may not be out there, I appreciate the interest and the, the, the fact that you're intrigued enough to give this a try. Uh, I hope I don't let thee down. The background noise is my guest who uh, is joining me today. I can hear him chewing some chips or shuffling some papers. I'm not exactly sure what that is just yet, and I will introduce him in a second. Uh, well, you know what? How about I just introduce him now? It's one of my fantastic friends, um, a brotherly lover of mine, if you will. You, he's been on the, the, the podcast before. He's always He always brings... Uh, a great sense of optimism and positivity out of my own self, which I appreciate very much. And um, I'm so happy to have him back. It's a treat. Every time he's on, you know, we talk about really, um, really uplifting things that I can I can share with my mom. That said, without further ado, please welcome my good friend Austin Huff. Austin, how you doing today? Mike, can you take a? I want you to take a uh, take a guess as to what that noise was. Uh, either potato chips or uh, shuffling papers. Okay. Okay. I'll, okay. And that was a good guess. I'll, I'll give the uh, listeners at home a chance to scream at their at their mobile devices or whatever they may be listening on. And uh, I, I hope they, answers. I hope they even heard it. I don't know if it was uh, audible to the listeners, but we'll just as, listeners just assume well, <laughs> if you didn't here. hear it that there was some shuffling. Here, I'll do it one more time. Okay. I don't know if we can hear that or not, but uh, yep. If 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 anyone if anyone had the answer of me shaking a carton of orange juice, okay, then you are correct. <laughs> that, that's exactly what I was doing. Fantastic. Well, um, <clears throat> frankly, that's a, uh, that's probably I'm, I'm, I, I, and I don't want to I don't want to toot my own horn here, but that's probably the best start to a podcast ever. Just a guy shaking a carton of orange juice. Am I am, am I wrong in saying that? No, it's actually not only is it great, but it's motivating. It makes me want to be healthier, Huff. So thank you. <laughs> You're motivating me. You know what? I know what my 2018 New Year's resolution is now. <laughs> yeah, get more vitamin C in your in your system. Yep. Or you know whether you have to take it in through your ears uh, or drink it. You know the the band vitamin C is always a that's always one way of receiving it, right? Through your eardrums. Yeah. 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 Vitamin C. Yeah. Graduation song. As we go on, we remember <laughs> all the times we had together. You guys, you guys know what I'm talking about. You're darn right. You know what? I'm I'm excited for the viewers that they just got singing right off the bat. You know what I mean? Like, am I the, am I the, am I the first person to ever sing on your podcast? Aside from me, yes. And, and and another important question: Am I the first returning guest on your podcast? You you are not, but but oh. but you know what? You're the first returning comedian on my podcast. It's, it's all right. I'll 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 stick with the uh, the first person to sing vitamin C on your podcast. <laughs> I, I can also sing Natalie Imbruglia if you want me to. I don't know. I I don't know who that is, but I'm I'm down. I'm down for it. If I don't know who that is, but go ahead if you want to, bro. 
You ever start something up and then you just like, you realize like right in the middle of it, you're like, you know what, I wish I didn't say this, but I have to yeah. think. <laughs> Michael, Michael, pretty much every sentence that comes out of my mouth during the day is, is you know what, I, I don't know where I'm going with this, and I kind of regret for Huff, you know what's funny is that um, you shouldn't feel that way at all because uh, the words that come out of your mouth are pretty darn entertaining to me, man, and, and I don't think I'm the only person who feels that way, so... No, my, my mom feels that way too, so I got two two people in my corner. <laughs> me me and your mom uh, feel that way, and we also tell you I love you more than anyone else, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you know what? You might tell me that more than my mom. My mom, and, my, and, and that's not to say my mom doesn't tell me that. My yeah. mom tells me that all the time, but well, you just tell it to me more. Mike, I like to imagine that you and your mom listen to you go back and listen to your podcast like a a quarterback and a quarterback coach go back and watch film like you guys are just like going over the game tape and you're just like oh you know what you should have you should have hit your x receiver here and uh and oh you should have checked down here or maybe <laughs> next time just yes it, it kind of like mike winchell and his mom from uh friday night lights do you remember that oh yeah mike Mike Winchell, who went on to, uh, uh, if I'm not mistaken, went on to race cars in Tokyo. Passing <laughs> a period of drift. Yeah, yeah, Mike Winchell. Hey, Friday Night Lights uh, was the closest to realism as I had experienced uh, with football and movies. But I really, that, that opening scene did move me with good old Miguel Winchell uh, and his mother there. Um, you know, yeah. she, she wanted him to get a scholarship. So I like that analogy. I like that, Huff. You, you always got the creative mind. And, you know, I, what I meant by that, you know, is that you know me, Huff. You've always kind of told me, even back in the days of Mizzou football, that I, you're like, Mike, you're funny sometimes, but you're just so dirty. <laughs> and what I'm trying to say is when, when you come on my podcast with me, Huff, it makes everything cleaner and more PG and the type of stuff that I'm proud to share with my mom. So yeah. I can't really I can't really review the, the podcast tapes with my mom when you're not on. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I think of myself as the Mr. Clean of podcasts, but like the Mr. Clean prior to this year's Super Bowl when he got all like racy with like the uh, stay-at-home moms and stuff. You know what? I'm not even familiar with that. That's how culturally unaware I am. Can you please enlighten me, Huff? Okay, well, Mike, you see, the Super Bowl is this game every year. <laughs> two best teams, <laughs> and the, uh, they 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 charge a pretty penny for uh, their commercials. Yep. And this year, this year, Mr. Clean bought an ad, a uh, I believe it was a thirty-second spot in the Super Bowl, and in it, they had an animated Mr. Clean. Uh, kind of shaking his romper, if you will, in the living room of a housewife yeah. uh, while she was cleaning. And she, just by the looks and the expressions of her face, she was getting highly aroused by this uh, animated uh, bald guy. <laughs> kind of looks like Howie Mandel, uh, like a cartoon version of Howie Mandel. <laughs> yeah. Well, so. uh, how did that go over? Um, was it Was it a pretty good commercial? Uh, I'll tell you what, uh, my mom had to get up and leave the room. <laughs> Did it make you want to buy some Mr. Clean product, Huff? 
um, well, would, <laughs> would, would, it, would it be uh, homosexual? Even if it was, Huff, I wouldn't judge you for it. And uh, I, I, the only thing I'd judge you for is I thought you were married to a woman, right? <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I appreciate about you appreciate about you michael is you, you you never you never judge me and uh and uh you know no matter no matter how uh no matter how attracted to a uh cartoon uh mr clean uh spokesman i am i, I don't even know where i'm going with this anyway no you're saying that no i, I i'll hey I'll, I'll finish your sentence huh <laughs> i'll finish your sentence for you no matter how attracted you are to a cartoon you know that i'll be there as your friend no matter what and i won't judge you yes whether, whether Mr. Clean or Jessica Rabbit, it doesn't matter. Mike will always be there for me. You know what? I think we started off the last podcast with a similar, like, you know, yeah, like... I'm you, pretty, yeah, because you, you, like, went into this, like, whole, like, love ballad about me last time. <laughs> like, you were just like, you know, Huff, you know, Huff, you're unique. And I just love you. I love you, man. <laughs> well, that was... and, and I was just like, all right, man, you love me. And you're like, no, 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 I don't think you understand. I love you. And, and I was like, no, 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 I, I understand that you love me. You're like, no, 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 no. I love you, man. And I was like, okay, Mike, you love me. You're like, no, 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 no. I love you, man. And I was like, okay, I love you too, man. He's like, you don't mean that. You don't mean that like I mean it. I love you. And I was like, okay, I, I, thanks. And you're like, oh, man. Dude, I loved you. And I'm pretty sure that was like the first like 10 minutes of the podcast. <laughs> well, you know what? Uh, it's all true, brother. And, um, you know. Oh, I wish you would, I wish you would just, you would just tell me sometimes, you know? Like, it, don't, don't keep it a secret. Well, hey, uh, I don't want to wear it out, you know? But I love you, Huff. <laughs> See? See, that's that. Hey, I love you. I love you, huh? I, I love you, man. No, 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 no. You don't get it, dude. <laughs> well, you know what? Why don't we do this entire podcast and use the exact same format and content as last time and just see how close we can get to it, you know? <laughs> okay. All right. That, that works. Yeah, could, let's, uh, let's see here. What, what did we talk about last time? We, we talked about... We talked Danny, about football Danny and... Danny Relicard's wedding. <laughs> we talked about, hey, what's your favorite movie? Um, yeah. We talked. Oh, seen any good movies lately? And then we talked about uh, being a salesman, right? And like asking you to write jokes for me. And then we talked yeah. about like my how I my sales philosophy and like you know like if I worked at a store where the Dodgers you know like a Dodgers merchandise store you know and how I would sell you and you started to like get excited you know uh, you're like man <laughs> and, <laughs> and then. Uh, and then I think we closed about talking about going back and since I have some extra eligibility, going back and walking on to the Mizzou football team. <laughs> <laughs> that idea, that idea is still funny to me. Thirty-year-old, well, the, 30 the year idea, old Mike Oldroy just playing with eighteen-year-old college players. The idea is still possible, Huff. <laughs> and the the idea of not only you going back at this age to play college football with a bunch of young guys, but the idea of you like. Of like still being like sixth or seventh string on the depth chart of like, and you're like, ah, oh, well, at least I don't have twelve years of life over these people. <laughs> at least I'm not over like double their age. Yeah, I, 
Yeah, I, I think if I went back, I would go back and I'd still, I'd like even be lower on the depth chart than I was before, even though I know a lot of the philosophies yeah, yeah. and like, yeah. you know, life experience, oh. they'd bring in these freshmen <laughs> over my head, you know, Yeah. and Coach I, Coach Hill would still be like, Aldred, <laughs> you have no chance. No, he, he yeah, never said that with his it, words, just his body language. But anyway, go ahead, uh, Huff, what were you saying? If I went back, I feel like I'd be fighting to start. <laughs> Not, not like on the team, like on the scout team. I'd be fighting to start, like I'd be fighting for a starting job on the scout team. Like that's how low on the depth chart I'd be. Well, it's, um, you know what's admirable though, Huff? I remember watching you as a walk-on, as a running back. And you know what? And this, this is, this is a compliment. I Please take this as a compliment. But... <laughs> You, you weren't, you you're not the tall, you're not the tallest guy on the team, right? And that's wait, fine. Wait, 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 wait. But I was watching wait, 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 you, like, wait, wait, literally wait. standing right wait, wait, next wait, wait. to yeah, you. Mean to, you mean to tell me I'm short? <laughs> Listen, Huff, you're not short, but standing next to some of those defensive linemen that played in the NFL, like Ziggy Hood. Um, Hold on, Mike. Mike, are you, are you trying to tell me that I'm, like, I'm like five foot eight, five <laughs> foot nine on a really good day? Is that what you're trying to tell me? Hey. This is this is breaking. breaking I didn't news I didn't know you were that tall, Huff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, are oh, you wearing stilettos? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Huff, are those cleats or stilettos? <laughs> yeah. Hey, shut up, Mike. <laughs> no. Uh, what if someone did come out there and uh, that's that's too far fetched. <laughs> so, let, yeah. Let's just say. Let's just say, of all the guys on the football team, I was probably the closest to not being able to ride most rides at an amusement park. <laughs> well, here's the compliment, right? So it sounds like I'm pointing out something that, you know, may not even sound nice, but it, it really is a compliment because watching you next to some of those guys, like trying to run the football on some of these dudes that ended up playing in the NFL that are literally twice your size, it was, I remember like, I remember being like, wow. That is awesome. Like, Huff is mixing it up with these dudes, and he's, you know, he's getting in there, man. Um, and, you know, I, I, I remember my famous phrase, like, obviously we joked about me always telling you that I love you, but do you remember my, my, my biggest catchphrase to you was, hey, Huff, you're, you're unique. Do you remember that? <laughs> Uh, do I remember that, Mike? That was the first time, in, at that point, my what twenty years of living on God's green earth, that anyone has ever referred to me as unique. Like you know, like you, 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 you There's like moments in your life that you never forget. Like someone referring to me by that adjective for the first time in my life is probably a moment I'll never forget. Is just this guy, this like you know. You know, kind of goofy guy, like athletic, and uh, just like you know, his his background or his whereabouts are unknown at this point. Still, kind of getting to know him. Very bushy eyebrows. Just like out of nowhere, telling me, "Hey, Huff, you're unique." But no one, <laughs> despite all of that, you know, almost like eighty, ninety, hundred guys on the team, whatever it was. No one used adjectives like that. And so to be called unique in a locker room full of guys like that, it was like, hold up. It, it was like, I, I almost like felt like if there was a record player playing, the record would have scratched and everyone would have stopped and looked at you <laughs> after saying that. <laughs> like, well, that's, that's, a, uh, that's, that's, a, that's a funny 
uh, observation. It's it's actually a very unique observation. Um, <laughs> but and, and and I've noticed I've noticed since that day that that is a that is just a that's a very strong word. Like that word is in your repertoire. Like that is like the that is like a go to for you. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you just uh, you, you hand out the unique the unique card. <laughs> Often, but you know, like that's that's the way you are, Mike. You use adjectives that are, uh, you, you use a vocabulary that is that is uh, lesser used by most people. Yeah, so. that's a good uh, obser- that's a good observation. So there's two takeaways from it, it's, a, it's a it's a unique observation. <laughs> yeah, but yeah I, go ahead. I say unique so often that it's now it's no longer a unique right. word. Right. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's like, you know, someone's like, oh, that's cool, that's cool, that's cool. You know, it's like, you, you start to think, like, okay, well, maybe these things aren't that cool. It kind of waters down the, fr- the, the phrase. I, I, it's come to the point where it's like, if you don't refer to something as unique, then that's unique. Like, that's the legit unique thing. Oh, oh, man. Well, I hope that you... I, I I like how you talked about how it, uh, like a record stopping or whatever, but I hope that when you heard that originally, you didn't take it negatively. And I think that sometimes people take uh, unique in a negative way, but I truly meant it as a compliment because I felt like you had a great sense of humor. You are outgoing. Um, you and, know, and and in that locker room, I was white, which was very unique. <laughs> Yes, um, we were uh, one of a few. Um. <laughs> yeah, there was, there was not there were there were not many, many. Uh, and, and and you know what I, I noticed that most of the guys were in that walk-on locker room with us. So <laughs> you know what? I don't know if that was if that was on purpose or that was just by chance. We just what. have uh, recurring jokes here, Huff. Like uh, the entire this is just recycled humor from our last podcast. Cast. Remember when I said. Uh, that I experienced uh, the inverse of white privilege. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. That's I actually was, was you know? I was actually um, not given an equal opportunity based on the color of my skin. The reason that I was so low on the depth chart was simply because I was white. Um, yeah, yeah. You could have had, you could have had the same skill set and probably not have, not have been as low as as you were. Yeah, and it's. Uh, as as ridiculous as it sounds, I feel like there's a lot of truth to that. But it, it also stems from... I'm not going to just blame that on Mizzou. I'm going to blame it on all um, affiliations that I've had. I feel like I would have had a better chance getting a scholarship out of high school. Um, anyway, we don't need to go down that road. Uh, it's, it's, it's not just because of that. I'm not blaming that. But I will say yeah, that I... If, if Coach would have put me in fourth quarter, we would have won state, no doubt. <laughs> Um, well, if they would have put me in, uh, my sophomore year, nah, alright, anyway, um, fun stuff though, Huff, you know, I'm glad we cleared up the whole unique slash love thing, um, I'm glad that you know <laughs> that I meant that as a compliment, both of those as a compliment, um, and, uh, it's always good, we'll, we can always go back to the Mizzou, Mizzou football stuff, but to uh, deviate from our, our normal <laughs> track that we're falling into by speaking on the same bullet points every time, I do want to catch up with you and see how everything is going in LA. I know that um, you you recently saw one of our friends out there. So, what's the latest out in LA, huh? Uh, it's good. It's good out here. It's been raining a lot. Like it's like you, you know how like 
you move out here and the cost of living is like so much higher, but you know, you kind of like bite the bullet because you're like, well, I'm close to the beach, I'm close to the mountains, um, uh, you know, beautiful 70 degree weather every single day year round. Like, yeah, yeah, you said that hasn't been the case. Like it, it, it's, it almost feels like SoCal has become Seattle South. Like it's really, it, every single day it seems like it's rainy and gloomy and like i i get that it gets like that in the winter but this year has been we're like 300 percent over the like over like our like our annual rain allotment or whatever for the year which is good i mean we're in a drought we need it but it's like oh my gosh it's just constant and, and i know i know like what people are probably thinking it's like oh cool look at the the guy who lives in socal complaining about the weather like oh man must be nice to be in a situation like that but yeah i've been a lot of rain but yeah like you said i did get to see uh did get to see kyle Ayers a couple weekends ago i know you you attempted a podcast with him and he ended up uh you guys ended up doing like a facebook live video which which was very funny if I don't know if people can still access that or not. They need to check it out. But, yeah, Kyle, our mutual friend, good friend, I did uh, improv with him in, in college, and I got a chance to see him come out here and perform some comedy. He did, did a few shows. One show he did with, um, he did, that was hosted by Roy Scovel and a few other people, and um, in that show was uh, were the Randy and Jason Sklar from St. Louis, uh, the Sklar brothers. Yeah, they had Dimitri Martin, um, and then sort of Louis C.K. randomly uh, showed up and and joined in on the set list. So it was like, it's like, it's incredible to see like a guy that, you know, that we're, you know, and to like kind of see him, you know, take those next steps up and uh, kind of really advance his career and really, uh, really kind of climbed the ranks before our eyes, which is has been has been fun to witness. So I got a chance I didn't get a chance to see that show, but I got to I got uh, I was able to get up to LA um, uh, over the weekend and got I got a chance to see him do like a uh, 10, 15 minute set um, at this uh, other uh, comedy show with like him and like 10 other uh, comedians and yeah, it was just good to see him. Good to hang out and good to catch up and He's 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 one of my favorite people. So it was uh, it was a lot of fun. Well, um, that's awesome, Huff. I mean, there you 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 talked for uh, quite some time there. So I have about forty eight follow ups to that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, um, <clears throat> sorry to hear about the weather in L.A. Regarding Kyle Ayers, no. Um, um, <laughs> yeah, just go. Just hit your bullet points. Just go one after another. <laughs> no, uh, I'll pick up on. I think the most interesting stuff. Uh, or at least the most recent stuff when you're talking about Kyle. Yeah, we both we both know Kyle through comedy, through Mizzou. Um, we both have performed with him. I mean, he, you did improv with him. And people can access that Facebook Live video still. Um, but what I think was cool is, uh, I told him this, I really liked his, his improv uh, when I first saw him, that, that's how I was first uh, exposed to Kyle. And I remember thinking, I like this guy. You know, he's one of the funny guys on on Comedy Wars, which is the Missouri University of Missouri improv troupe that they did it like on one night a week. That you you eventually, when you quit football, you joined Comedy Wars with Kyle, right? So you had uh, that. Yes. That's how you kind of developed your relationship with him. And then I. 
Yeah, and it was weird. I was on the scout team for Comedy Wars too. It was like, geez, I, I just, it didn't matter what 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 per, what activity I did at Mizzou. I was always I always ended up on a scout team. I don't I don't know if that was by oh. chance or what. Yeah, well, I'm kind of on scout team comedy, so you know that's how it happens in life, Huff. <laughs> yeah. I'm watching Kyle Ayers move up through the move up through the ranks and get a scholarship, but I'm still on scout team. Um, yeah, we were on the we we got the scout team cursed. I I think it was the curse of of uh, Gary Pinkle. Yeah. Um, well, I'll say this much, Kyle. Uh, I met him through stand up. You know, that's how we became friends. I'm sure I went up to him and said good job after the show and everything. But we actually kind of became more acquainted. He st- he started doing stand up after he started doing improv, right? So he was more of an improv refined uh, comic. So I met Kyle through stand-up, and uh, you know we we competed in some different comedy competitions at Mizzou. We became friends. We were we were very different styles of comedy, but I felt like Kyle and I led the the at least the stand-up movement um, at Mizzou during that time. There was a pretty good uh, um, comedy scene that emerged, and Kyle and I were kind of like at the forefront of that. I don't know if you can verify that I don't want to be uh, tooting my own horn, but I felt like Kyle and I were kind of leading the charge, especially in the world of stand-up. Um, and him and I were so different that it wasn't it wasn't like direct competition. It was like, I felt like he made me a better comedian, and I, I assume vice versa, um, you know, but we were, we were different. I was more of, you know, I came from like the jock kind of, not frat, not frat necessarily, but kind of like, um, you know, like the out, the outgoing kind of like aloof, dumb guy. And Kyle was like that intuitive, really like smart, um, you know, like very knowledgeable about things going on in the world, very well cultured in pop culture. You know, you can tell he's well read, he's well educated, you know, and I was, you know, getting laughs on talking about uh, you know, I, you know, I hate when, uh, I, I really want to wear a bow tie, you know, when I'm making out with a girl so I don't get hickeys, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I, I think we all, I always knew Kyle was going to be, uh, successful and it's great to see, it's, it's great to see some of these dividends that are paying off for him as well as, you know, the investment increasing in value. I mean, the fact that he's on the bill with those guys, he's well known, obviously out here in New York. Um, you know, I know that he's been doing that sex, that live sex show or whatever for a while. Yeah, yeah. First comes love. Yeah, first comes love. And then I know that whenever we did that podcast uh, or when we attempted to, he was uh, editing stuff for MTV actually. So yeah, um, yeah, he's got some cool things, cool things in the works, and yeah, it's it's no doubt he's definitely gonna. Definitely gonna pop. To come yeah. With with him and stuff. Well, yeah, I know we talked a little bit earlier um, about some of some of the other stuff, but I guess we could. Yeah. What what else, Huff? Any thoughts on that? I feel like we're doing like we're like trading monologues here. You know. <laughs> we're like we're talking five minutes at a time, taking turns. <laughs> so there's like nothing to put. Po- they say the uh, the best interviews are uh, are conversations, and and that's uh, that's where we're going with this. So yeah. So um, have you ever 
thought about doing any more improv or stand-up. I just signed up for my uh, my improv 201 at UCB. Are you going to... Oh, awesome. Yeah. That's, that's Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan. I love improv. I, and I think, I think improv's important, not even just... I mean, obviously, for a comedian like yourself, yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a skill and a trait that um, that kind of uh, like you know it can, it can be learned, but but more importantly, it can be refined and it can be um, sharpened. And I think I think it's an important it's an important aspect of life for anyone, like no matter what field you're in. Not only I got into it, but uh, but why I continued it even post college. I did it for a little bit in Nashville after I moved. Back Nashville. Home. Oh, awesome. Um, and yeah, for the sole purpose then, just to you know, obviously it's fun and I enjoy doing it, but it, it helps you know kind of think on your feet and uh, you know be on your toes and to, to always the, the rules of improv are always important. People th- people think you know you just hop up there and. Um, and kind of doing your thing, but once you learn the rules of improv, it helps just in, um, in you know, conversationally, or whether it be in your job. Like if you work, if you work in sales, you know, like yeah. if you, there's so many instances instances in life that uh, those improvisational skills can can just help and just enhance. Yeah. Um, yeah. In- including. So yeah, I'm, I'm dude. I'm I'm so happy to hear that you're. You're jumping in at UCB, and UCB is one of the best in the entire country. Like both New York and LA, like just so such a good um, good place to learn from. Yeah, and, uh, well, yeah, I, that's how that's how I met that's how I met Kyle, and that's how you know, and that's why I, I attribute a lot of um, my success in my career through uh, my improv background. Well, absolutely, Huff, and. You know, I have a few thoughts on that. I'd say that, uh, you know, I feel like improv is kind of like my grad school right now, right? Like, some people go get law degrees from from Harvard and blah, 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 which is great. Not, not taking anything away from that. If that's what they want to do, that's, wow, that's fantastic, you know? But yeah. my... my... No, that's, a, that's a good way to approach it. I mean, like, you're you're investing into, into what you do and to what you pursue and... Even if it's just a new skill that you learn, you know, yeah. like it's 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 always kind of have, good to have that in your arsenal. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. You mentioned. I'm, I'm excited to see how how not only you improve at improv, but how you improve on stage. How you you know even just like in these these podcasts that you do, you know, like it, it'll you'll you'll find it helping you in so many different ways of life. Yeah, it's funny. You mentioned so many ways that improv will help. It it'll also help with improv. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It'll help me going up on stage and and doing improv. Yeah, just yes and, yes and, yes and. Yeah, Huff. And and also, no, um, but I appreciate that. You know, I I already do feeling it. I do feel it helped me with comedy, especially because one of the things that I think has set me apart in a good way but also hurt me is my aloofness in comedy, right? Kind of my disengaged mindset where I, I kind of like him in my own world. I don't know if you sense that or have ever sensed that in my comedy, but it's kind of part yeah, of... No, you're, you're very unique. <laughs> so it allows me to, to come from a very... Like, I don't... In the past, I've never, like, been... I haven't paid much attention to politics or pop culture yeah, or... No, you, you've, you've definitely... Uh, you've, you've marched to the beat of your own drum. 
and in a lot of ways, I mean, obviously it, it's helped and it's it's gotten you a lot of success in your stand-up career. And but now, yeah, it's going to be cool to kind of see you like you know getting the trip this training. You know how it's just going to enhance enhance you uh, even more. Thanks, Huff. Well, here's a, here's a, I'm going to ask you: Do you think it would hurt me? To be more well-rounded and to be more um, more aware of the world, um, I've been listening to like news updates from Alexa recently, so that I can like know what's going on in the world. You know, <laughs> uh, yeah. do you think that that will hurt me? Do you think that will take away from me being who I am and the unique uh, kind of style that I have? Um, no, I. I, I think it's always good, especially as a comedian and especially as an improviser, to always be well-rounded and to be well-read and to be kind of current and up-to-date with what's going on in the world because that's what people relate to and that's what yeah. people... Uh, that's that, what I... That's, yeah. you know, that, that's what speaks to them. If you can make a reference that, you know, to a, to a movie or to a news story or to, you know, whatever that someone will, you know, will pick up on, that'll get you, you know, that'll get you a laugh over, you know, you know, maybe something more personal to you or, yeah. or anything like that. Like it's, it's just, it's, it's a way to, uh, it's a way to reach a broader audience. Yeah, exactly. You know what? That's a really good point. Cause I was having a lot of success in Missouri, but I found that when I went to LA, since they didn't know me already, I kind of, I, I felt like that's one of the reasons I didn't um, take off like I was hoping to out in L.A. is I don't think my stuff was universal enough, you know? It was yeah, like very, yeah. very... Yeah, I think, I think, that, I think uh, for uh, a comedian to be on top of pop culture and just uh, the world around, I mean, that's, and, and, and in doing so, it, it will give, it will allow you to find so much more material and I agree. find uh, yeah. so many more uh you know new ways to you know to crack jokes or to things to talk about and content um, yeah the content's never ending you know exactly and that's and and then you can put your going back to your unique way of doing things your unique spin you put your unique touch on it and then you know and then it has you know fans and and you know, and the friends of yours to be like, oh man, I want to hear what, what Mike Olderwright has to say about that type of story, so. Yeah, no, I think that's a good point, um, you know, because, you know, I could take that, that dumb, bow tie, silly kind of mindset and maybe apply it to somebody, uh, you know, something that's current, you know, like, yeah, you know, I wonder if, uh, you know, I wonder if Trump ever wears bow ties to prevent hickeys from Ivanka, you know? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, exactly. So it's like, yeah. So... I'm a firm believer of both that you're either getting better or you're getting worse. You, you never stay the same. And always kind of, uh, you know, uh, improving your skills, improving your craft in whatever way possible. And... You know, the moment you get complacent is the moment you get passed by. And to continually work and to strive and to better yourself, whether, you know, it be physically or in your career or, you know, intellectually, just in, you know, whatever way it may be, 
always bettering yourself so that you're, you know, you're constantly improving and you're constantly getting better in, in your work. So, you know, you, going back to you taking the improv classes, I think that's awesome. And I think that's a way that you'll see vast improvements and I think you'll, you'll see it pay off in, in so many different ways. Absolutely. Well, uh, I appreciate it, Huff. That's, uh, that's exciting. I'll, we'll, we'll, you know, I, as friends, I'm sure we'll continue to keep one another at arm's length. So yeah, um, I'll, uh, I'll let you know how it, how it goes, you know, and, um, I appreciate the, uh, the positive words. That's, that's nice. Yeah, man. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm always, uh, I'm always pulling for you. So well, I appreciate it, you know. I appreciate that, Huff. I'm pulling for you, too. Um, and I think that you uh, you will have a successful career in sports radio. And hopefully I can, um, you know, um, catch up to Kyle here soon. <laughs> hey, grind it, man. That's all, that's all it takes. you got to keep, keep grinding, keep working hard. And, uh, and yeah, it'll be... It'll be you know, limitless as to where you can go, so. Yep, yep. All right, Huff. Well, um, you know, it's been, uh, we want to keep this show nice and tight tonight, so I appreciate you joining us. Let's do this again, right? I feel like there's so many things that we can talk about, and. Oh, for sure, for um, sure. We'll have to, uh, we'll have to keep it, uh, we'll have to keep a close tandem here. Yeah, you know, I, you know, I, I feel like we can we'll be able to hit on a lot more topics um, if we can just at the beginning of every podcast just kind of cut down on the number of minutes we spend yeah you telling telling you me that you love me <laughs> well uh, I don't know if I can stop telling you that Huff I know see that's the thing I don't think you understand I love you <laughs> I love you dude <laughs> Well, I it'll never get old hearing you impersonate me, Huff. <laughs> I, I really I do a spot on like older. Hey, I, actually, uh, let, let, let's end the show by you uh, kind of impersonating me for for you know thirty seconds closing, to him. Closing out the show. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Close you right. close out the show with your best impersonation of Mike Oldroyd. Okay. Well, uh, Austin, I just want to thank you again. You know, I. I, I truly can't tell you enough how much I love you. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't know if you know this or not, but I played, I walked on to the Missouri football team. Uh, I played, I know a lot of guys that are in the NFL now. And, you know, of all those guys that I know that, that played football, uh, I, I, I think you're my favorite. I love you, dude. So thank you so much. It means the world to me that you would come and do my podcast. Uh, now I can get my mom to listen to the full episode because just of how unique you truly are, man. And uh, yeah, so uh, this is the Mike Oldroyd Comedy Podcast. And uh, just uh, be sure to tune in next time when I'll have on, um, who knows, maybe I'll have Austin on again. Just because I love him so much. <laughs> All right, guys. Until then, just remember, just remember, I love Austin Huff. All right, I'm out. All right. 
I love you, Huff. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bro. Have a good night. We'll talk You're soon. Right, man. You have a good one, brother. Same to you. See you, bud. See ya. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. By the way, am I the only one who's horny? <laughs>